Hey, let's go through a couple things real quick. Uh, and two Mondays from now, Randy the Barber is going to have the garage there, so make sure you're there. Uh, it's a men's group. It's awesome. And you have to be a man. You can't identify as one. Amen. Uh, yeah, you're at that church. I know you were going to ask. You you are. Uh, I got to do this because uh, I was walking out of Moscow, and Pastor Mark asked me, he said, hey, man, you got another one of those cards, and we probably ought to hand these out. These are cool. Uh, kind of talked about what you all did in uh, here at Head Bible in 2023 so when this was sent out it was only 32 decisions for christ i gave an altar call at the north campus uh, last week seven people got saved and then at the midnight service one person got saved so we're bumping right around 40 decisions for christ here at have bible will travel in 2023 21 new members one new location 47 baptisms 29 families helped in the ride for rocky uh facebook Went from 24,000 to 48,000. Uh, from on the podcast, went from, uh, let's see what it is there, 392 to 1.2,000. Uh, and from YouTube, from 6,000 to 8,000 views. Amen? Amen? So uh, grab this, whether you put any money in it or not. So we're looking for 100% participation. Did it at Moscow, did it at the first service, going to do it here, going to do it at uh, 1130. What I want you to do is write down what it is you want to do in 2024. Keep it in a word or two. So for like, uh, I know Vicky's exercise group got together on Monday night. And they just put one word in, like, I think my wife's was discipline. So yours might be what a promptness or Bible reading or whatever that is. Just just write it on there. You don't have to put your name on there. And when they get in the office, I'm going to pray over them. For everybody in the whole, all the locations, you just write down whatever it is you want on there, and we'll pray over it. And uh, and, and here's what I just I said, and I'm just going to say it again. If you, if you won't write anything on here, that probably tells God what you're going to do in 2024. I, I know I wasn't going to get an amen out of it, but I told it anyways. Amen? It's just, you know, whatever. You do something with it or tell me to jump in a lake. That's all right. Uh, go to Luke 2, 41 and 52 so, uh, through 52. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what happens after Christmas. Because I, I always wanted to know after the Christmas and the lights and the babies being born and all that kind of stuff, I was wanting to know what the heck happens and how do we connect the Gospels together and all that. So... Hopefully, this gives you a little insight to that uh, through this. And this is a, this is a story uh, after Jesus is about 12 years old. So he's born, he's 12 years old, and all this. So that's kind of takes place, you know, right after he's dedicated at the temple and the circumcision and all that. So I'm kind of hopefully helping you out. I know it helps me. Uh, and sometimes I got to read things over and over again to comprehend them. So this is like therapy for me, so I'll read it again. Um, so Luke 2.41 says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year uh, at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, so first of all, let me, let me reset the clock uh, for you guys. All you guys have children or have some affiliation or surrogates or whatever it is. When somebody was 12 years old, 
back 2,000 years ago, their job was way different than the 12-year-olds that were raising in the Western world. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there, and I'm not beating a drum. I'm just, I'm just telling it like it is. So let, let, me, let me do this to you. So let's say 30 or 40 years ago when you was 12 or whatever, it looked way different than kids that are 12 now. We all had chores and had to do stuff. Right? So, I mean, it's changed quite a bit. Not for the good, though. This is, this is going to be a problem. It's going to continually be a problem until somebody like me addresses it from a pulpit. Amen? So I'm going to, I'm going to help everybody out here and, and know that uh, sooner or later, everybody has to grow up. All right, let's read it. Uh, he was 12 years old, and when he went up according to the custom, and when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. And his parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in a group, they went a day's journey, but then they began to search for him among the relatives and the acquaintances, and when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, just say, oh my. After three days. Right now, if a child's out of your eyesight... For three seconds, we're ready to put out a, a Sarah or an Amber alert. He's, well, he's got something in his hand. Did you wash your hands? Oh, don't jump off there. What we're trying to do is sterilize young men now. You'll get it here in a minute. We're, we're, we're trying to refine them and we're trying to fix boys by softening them up just a little bit. Right. We're, we're trying to get them to be a little more feminine. We want to be inside a little more. So when this comes about, everybody's like, oh my gosh, the boy's out of our eyesight. We can't see him and we don't have a baby monitor for him. What's going to happen? Jesus teaches his parents a lesson here. After three days, they found him in the temple sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Wouldn't you like for your children to be in the church? I'll just keep going. I'm not, I thought I was at the right crowd. Let's keep reading. It says, and when the parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in the great distress. So you've been around life long enough that if you're around your aunts and your uncles and your grandma and your grandpa and, and we're going somewhere or you're in church life and you're doing ministry and there's a lot of times that somebody will call me and say, hey, you got Brock or Sadie with you? And I'll look over and I'm like, no, I don't see him anywhere. <laughs> Did you ever do that? I mean, they're not even your kids, but they're your kids because they're around. Well, listen to this. And he said to them, why were you, this is Jesus now, 12 years old, 
Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Somebody say, oh, me, and I'll get going. Jesus, Lamonis, at 12 years old, is telling his mom and dad, don't you know if there's any place I'm supposed to be? I'm supposed to be at church. Don't go soft on me now. He's telling his mom and dad, if there's any place I'm supposed to be, it's at church, hearing the word of God. And if Jesus at 12 says he ought to be at church, not only the 12-year-olds need to be at church, but the people need to be at church, amen, to hear the word of God. Hey, hey. Um, yeah, and if Jesus himself says, I need to be at church, that's kind of like when they interviewed Billy Graham. They said, what would you wish you would have done more of? And he says, prayer. If Billy Graham ought have prayed more, where does that leave me? Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm in the warm-up section right now. I'm on, I'm on the JV team. Amen. You ever been on the JV team? You're like, man, one of these days. 2024 is the day that you get on the varsity team. You're in a Bible will travel. Amen. Tell your neighbor you're moving up, Jack. <laughs> well, hold on for a second now. And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. So Jesus knows his role, say that with me, he knows his role not only as the Messiah, but also as a child, he's submissive to his parents. Mm. You said, man, that sounds like a heck of an idea. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature in favor with God and man. Let's pray that, that, that God's favor would be on you in 2024. Can we just do that? Just, just for the heck of it, what the heck? I mean, if he's going to be throwing favor around and, and grace, Elizabeth, and mercy, might as well rain it on me. I'll take some. I mean, I don't know. Hold on. Let's, not, let's hold on with the prayer for a second. I mean, if God is going to be pouring out his endless mercy and his, and his endless favor and all that, he might as well pour it out on me. I know he loves me just as much as he loves everybody else. So go ahead and just rain it on me. But you're going to have to put some action behind your speech. If that's you, you just, just do something like this. Go raise your hand and go, you know what? I'm in. I'm in. Oh, hold on for a second. Stop again. <laughs> Here's the deal. If you want a prosperous 2024, you can't drag your 2023 mess into 2024 oh I'm on something now it gets better stay around turn the lights down just a little bit Pam listen here I want, I want to make sure everybody say well we want to start a woo, New Year's resolution I'm going to the gym I'm reading my Bible do you ever remember that before you knew the Lord you're going to do oh yeah we're doing New Year's resolution man I'm not going to party anymore at all hardly much no, I'm serious. I'm cutting down. Or I'm after this. I'm. But here's the deal. You're cutting down so somebody gives you a call tonight. We're, 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 Terry, we're in a holy section right here. We're not, we're not going to kick it anymore. We're done with that life until you get out. You know the parking lot. It's on like a strong song when you get to the car. Hey, brother, guess what's going on? You can drink all night for 20 bucks here. Remember that? You go, Ugh. 
Look at your neighbor and say, I miss those days. Amen. I mean, we used to just, wherever it was the cheapest, I didn't care what it looked like. I, that's where I wanted to go. You mean I can drink till I fall over and hit my forehead? <laughs> Let's go there, babe. <laughs> Nothing says family like slugging it out at a tavern. We're going to whisk in the new year. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But you want 2024 blessed, and you're going to drag 2023 mess up into 2024. Look at him right now and say, you can't come up here. <laughs> That's what we're praying about today. Let's turn the lights back up. Grab that thing, whatever you wrote down on there, and if you didn't, get to writing right now. Lord, we just want to be done with this mess. 2023, we're waving goodbye to and saying hello to 2024. And asking you, dear Lord, to bless our lives even though we don't deserve it. And uh, I pray that you touch each and every person here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let the basket come by. Applaud the Lord. Let's get going. Amen. Um, if this is your first time here at Have Bible and you're watching the broadcast from afar or wherever you're at, we're glad you're here. Uh, you're in the right spot. Um, we want you to know that, that God loves you and there's a reason you're here. Let's start in Luke 3.3 3, and we'll avoid a... Let's go up to 3.2. So here's Jesus coming into his public ministry. And this message don't take very long, so you'll be out of here before the New Year starts. Uh, during the high priesthood of Ananias and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. And if there's somebody I can't wait to meet, it's Paul and John the Baptist. I can, I can hang out with that cat. Do you ever notice, like, I mean, guys are scared to death to go to a church because they think everybody there is going to be a little, you know, they're, they're not guy enough. I mean, you're like, man, I ain't going there. There's a bunch of, you know, a bunch of little, you know, whatever you, I don't know what you call guys that are, that are less than masculine. But you just plug it in. And I always thought you could tell uh, if you're at the right church, by the way, a guy shook your hand. And a guy, a real guy will know if a guy's got any standing, Geeson got any standing at all by looking at his hand and looking at his boots. You can look at that hand and you're like, well, that dude works in an office. <laughs> and you can repent of that if you do and chop wood. But when you... She and on the correct handshake at Have Bible, you got to get your hand like this and bring the hand close to the body for leverage. Because it, it's, a, it's a contest. Let's just, let's just cut to the chase. And when you get in, don't grab the fingers because you're selling me short. I want to get up in here where we can, and then if I can't get up here like this, I can at least bump you with the shoulder and then load up on it. Amen. We're, we're, this is a John the Baptist church. 
we're eating locusts and honey and got the potato sack on in a, in a, in a handmade sword over yonder. I want to hang out with John the Baptist because he's hanging out in the hood right here in the Jordan. He's the G on the block. That's who he's witnessing to. He's the G on his block. But he actually lives in the wilderness. You ever watch those wilderness shows? Man, I love wilderness shows because I love being outside. And they're like, all right, when we drop you off on this island, you can only take a piece of rope. You know, and like a, a canvas or whatever, and you're like, oh, I could do it. And then you're like, oh, man, they don't have coffee there. Forget that. <laughs> I wouldn't make that. John the Baptist is who we're talking about right now. He, he's, he's gritty. Um, so let's, let's get at it. Let's get at the story. So 3.3 3 says, and he went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance. So he's heralding, hey, get baptized, hey, get baptized. But first, repent. Well, well hold, hold on, senior, I didn't know you wanted me to repent over it. You mean repent, turn from my sin, and turn towards God? Yeah, that's what repentance means. <laughs> And, and, and we don't want to be like 2023 where we sin and go back to the other sin. And we, and we, we want God to deliver us from it, but we go back to it. You know, the Bible says a, a fool returns to his folly like a dog returns to his vomit. And that's a proverb. So when we think about that, and we think, and it, oh, it's gross. it's gross. Everybody say that it's gross. I mean, you all have owned dogs or seen dogs. And, and they'll go out, and I got a bunch of dogs, and they'll go out, and they'll yak in the front yard. They'll yak over there, and I got some puppies, and they'll be over here playing, and we'll do this, that, and the other. But you know that puppy's got that on his mind. And after a while, when they get done playing, you know where they're going. They're going back to eat the yak that made them sick. And everybody, oh, that's gross, that's gross. That's the same way God views your sin when you go back to do what you're not supposed to do, but you do it anyways. You eat it anyways. Oh, you went soft on me. We want to go back to our sin. We don't want anybody seeing it while we're out there in the front yard with the dogs picking it back up. We're going to keep it quiet. We're going to go out and do it again. And then when we get sick, we're going to ask God's mercy on us again. It's going to make you sick like it did the last time you went out and yacked in the front yard. Oh, you ain't going to get preaching like this at the, at the softy church. Oh, I want to go to the one where they bless me, bop me, and send me down the road with little bunny foo-foo. Well, that ain't this preacher right here. I'm going to give you what you need now, what you want. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. John, John's the guy that's got the beard. Amen. <laughs> Baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. And here we go. As it is written in the, in the book of the word, Isaiah the prophet. So this is, I, he's quoting back oh, 750 years before in Isaiah 40, verse 3. The voice of one is crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Say it with me. Prepare the way of the Lord. 
and he makes paths straight. And here's what he says to here's here's what he says what what God's going to do. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. So what God is saying, it don't matter how low you get, Geeson, or how high you get. I can be in the lowest of lows or be with you on the highest of highs. And if you can't climb it, I'll cut it down. You ever heard that song? Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. I'm not going to sing that song. Don't act like you ain't going to keep singing it when you get out. You're going to Google and go, well, I got to play that song. Isn't that cool that God's going to meet you in your lowest of, of, of times and, and being, some of you guys act like you, you haven't lived that life before. You haven't been down way down here. Well, I've always been at the church in Chesterfield. There's nothing wrong with that, but. God wants to speak to somebody that's been down in the lowest of lows. And, and when you've been with you on your highest of highs. And sometimes when you're on your highest of highs, God's got to bring you back into the valley. We, my mom called it a high horse. And you know how my mom got me off my high horse? She slapped me off the high horse. She'll slap the taste out of your mouth. Amen. Now I'm preaching right, ain't I? Uh-huh. And watch what else he does. And the crooked shall become straight. And the rough places shall become level ways. I want to speak to somebody who's had a rough road in 2023. You've been through death. You've been through bankruptcy. You've been through hardship. You've been through bad relations. You've been through all kinds of sickness and all kinds of loss. God can make that ground level for you today. Oh, man, he can, he can, he can turn that, that crazy thing into a blessing. Crazy stuff. You can't even believe you made it out of 2023. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. He said, therefore, to the crowds that came out to be baptized by them... By him, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit and keep them with repentance. And do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the tree. And every tree, that therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Oh, me. We didn't like that part, Pastor. Can you skip over it? I can't because i got to tell the truth. If you're a tree that doesn't bear uh, good fruit, you probably ain't born again. It'll be cut down and tossed into the fire. And it's not like a fire that you and I build that burns out after a while. It Dr. Z, it continues to burn and burn and burn. See, when you go to hell, you don't die. You live. You just burn for all eternity. That, that's a heck of a place right there. You know what? I, I, I stoke my wood stove in the basement almost daily in the winter, and, and uh, sometimes it gets pretty warm, and I couldn't imagine. I, I, I just get around my wood furnace around there. I couldn't imagine being in hell. 
And when I throw a log in there, my wife will tell you, you, after you get coals going for a couple of days, you can throw the wettest wood into a fire. And I mean, it just boof, just, it just, just blows up, no matter how wet it is, because it's so hot inside that furnace. Well, let me tell you this, class, hell's hotter than that. Hell's hotter than that. Verse 10, and the crowds ask him, so here's what they say. So he kind of scares them a little bit because he's on the block and they know he's got some standing. Amen. So they know he's telling the truth. He said, hey, this Messiah is going to come in Stephanie and he's going to rescue this. He said, but till then, here's what you need to do. He said, what shall we do? He and he answered them, whoever has two tunics is to share with him who has none. And whoever has food is to do likewise. So what he's saying is you need to start learning how to serve somebody other than yourself. You need to have a different attitude. If you got one, if you got two coats, give somebody one that doesn't have one. You don't need two. I know it looks good in your wardrobe and it looks good on Facebook. Everybody likes to show everything they got on Facebook. I got 900 pairs of shoes and 14 closets full of dresses and this, that, and the other. I was like, why don't you give, uh, give three quarters of it away? Nobody's using it. If you ain't used it in six months or a year, you'll probably never use it again. Get rid of it and bless somebody. And then after you bless somebody, don't go on Facebook and tell them that you did it. Oh, I'm going to mow your lawn today. Listen, I, you're like, oh, I hope this, you know... Uh, I don't need any recognition, Pastor, but uh, if you don't need any recognition, don't talk about it. Amen? Boy, it got quiet over here. See, when you, when, when you talk about what God actually requires, everybody's like, oh, hold on for a second now. He wants you to be faithful. That's all it is. He hasn't called you to be successful. He called you to be faithful, and through your faithfulness, he'll make you successful. Let him worry about how successful you are. I'm helping you out today. Uh, verse 12. Woo! I like this one. It's about tax collectors. <laughs> Love it when we talk about tax collectors. Tax collectors also came to be baptized. And he said to them, teacher, what shall we do? You know, if this was me, I'd be like, you know what, man? No, I'm not going to say what I'd say. <laughs> teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, collect no more than you're authorized to do. That means don't put any more juice on it because you're choking the man out. Take what, take what you're supposed to take, but don't put any juice for it for yourself. He said, be true to your job and quit being corrupt. That's why I'm saying I think it would be a good idea that all the politicians that we elect have to go to the school of John the Baptist. All the politicians ought to know the Bible and the Constitution before they get elected into the office. And it shouldn't be a career. Am I helping everybody out today? It, it, but we got to get men to be men. But we, don't, we, don't need, we don't need men acting like girls. I'm just being straight up with you right now. We don't need any more guys acting like girls. We got that, we got that covered right now. We need to back that off a little bit. 
It's all right to be a guy. It should be something you ought to celebrate. God's called the men to be leaders. All right, rise up. I'll take you home here. Here we go. You'll be in time for New Year's. You know, I was back there in a pastor's, deacon's uh, meeting this morning. I was trying to figure out. Uh, I'll ask you guys, is anybody in here going to make it past 9 o'clock tonight? <laughs> After about 9, I'm like, uh, we'll bang our pots and pans and I'm going to bed, babe. Break out the eggnog and a couple of chocolate chip cookies and we'll call it a love story. Amen. Uh, be ready for this because there's a couple of things I'm gonna I'm gonna get to. Chris is gonna get going. Listen to this. Uh, as I'm in 15, as the people were in expectation and all the questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ, John answered them saying, "I baptize you with water." He said, I'm going to baptize you with this water. What this means is that you are going to be a follower of Christ to come. The water doesn't save you. Over and over, they keep, Becca, they keep asking, are you the Christ? Are you the Christ? He goes, heck no. I couldn't even tie his shoe. I'm not fit to tie his shoe. Actually, he says, you know what? He's got to become greater. I have to become less. So when, when, when we're working on our egos, how would you like to sign up for John's ministry? Boy, that would really, I'd get complaints all the time. Burger, they'd be calling my phone. Oh, my ministry's getting small. There's my pastor. I don't know what to do. John's ministry was to get smaller so he could become greater. So being a Christian is, is being a chief servant. You have to serve first to be the greatest in the kingdom of God. Quit worrying, quit worrying about what somebody owes you as a man. I'll just talk to the men today. You don't, they don't need to serve. People don't need to serve you like you're some kind of king or something. If you want to be, if you want to be the chief servant in your house, you be the servant first. Show everybody else how to serve. Especially if you got girls in your house, I'll be I'll be real honest with you right now. My daughter my daughter knew exactly who to marry when she got married. So I want I want I want to I want to date a guy that gets out of bed every every morning and goes to work like my daddy does. Well, I'm gonna keep saying it. Don't send your daughter out with one of these boys. Hanging out on the corner. Hey, the altar's open if you want to come down. Come on down. It's a good place to start 2024. Can you imagine your daughter coming home and, and bringing some boy up here? And I mean boy with a B. And, he, and that, boy ought to, that boy ought to fear uh, the daddy a little bit. I'll be real honest with you. When Taylor asked to get my daughter's hand, he said, man, it was just me and him in the front room. I told you that. It was about midnight after a concert. And I could see him over there, and he was like, oh, man. 
And I said, when you're in my house, dude, it's my world. Watch this now. And he said, he said, Mr. Rankin, he said, I want to marry your daughter. And I, and I got up out of the chair and he goes, oh, man. Oh, and he goes, I want to marry Keelan. And I said, let me tell you something. I said, I, I've been watching you and we, we've done our homework on you. And there's two things I want you to do. One, I want you to make sure that she's at church every weekend. And the next one is that you take care of her. I've taken care of her for almost 22 years. And she's the only daughter I got. I said, can you do that? He said, yes, sir, I can. I said, then you can marry her. I said, but I'm going to hold you to it. And I, hold on, I'm not done. I'm not done. Don't make me get in my pickup truck and come down to Branson. He said, you'd do it. I said, I'd do it lickety split. And this ain't no tough talk. This is just the way I raised my family. Come on now. Don't, don't turn your child over to some ding dong who hangs out on the corner. Some, some boy who ain't got a job and ain't got their dang act together. You're going to send your daughter out with this clown? When that clown comes a knocking to your door, just tell him the circus has left town, sonny. So here it is. John answered them saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming. The strap of those sandals I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. Can I get a witness from the house of God? He said, when I baptize you, you're going to feel it. When I baptize you, when the, when the Holy Ghost has hit you, you'll know you've been hit. When God asks you to kneel, you'll have to kneel. When God tells you to talk, you'll have to talk. When God tells you to go, you won't care where you got to go, but you know you got to in the name of Jesus. And the fire will burn off all the dross. The fire burns off all the dross. You know what the dross is? Dross is impurities in the metal. So God wants to make some real men, but he's got to burn off all the little sweet stuff off the guy. He got to burn off all the little, little, little things that he don't need as he's a man now. He's, he's trying to burn that off with his Holy Spirit. He said, you don't, he said, when you become a man, he said, you got to put your childish ways away. You need to quit acting like a little boy. All right. Here, I guess what I'm telling you today, church, is you only got one life to live. And you better get with it because the Lord draweth nigh. So here's what I said. I was at Moscow and some of my family was out there last night. and They're probably watching today the broadcast. And I was praying for my family and the members who were there because they're going through a rough patch. Anybody going through a rough patch in their life? If you're going through a rough patch, I want you to come down here and meet me. I want, I want the rough patch people to come down here. It's like the Cabbage Patch Kids. 
Just come on down with your hand raised. I'm going through a rough patch. You can turn the lights down, little Pam. I'm, I'm going to pray for the rough patch people. And here's how I started the prayer last night. Brandy, what I said is I said, I remember miles of me and my wife walking out the carpet in our bedroom, not being able to sleep. I'm going to pray for that person tonight. You'd, I'll tell you what, Lamonis, if I didn't have the hand of God to hold on to. It's only by the grace of God any of us are even here today. Let's just be real honest. Let's, let's just be frank and candid. We didn't, we didn't get here because we're so cunning and sly and savvy. So I'm going to pray for you today. And the first prayer I'm going to pray is, is, is that you're born again. Mr. Cope, I'd be a fool to leave here thinking everybody's born again in this church. So I'm going to pray a prayer for you. So Father God, my first prayer is for all the people who are here who might be unsaved. I pray that they get saved today. I pray that they give their life to you and they get baptized by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord God, I know that you came to save all men and women from all kinds of sin. And I pray they cry out to you today so the 2024 year will be the blessed year uh, of all. And Lord God, for all those rough patches that we went through in 2023, I pray that you, you, you make straight our crooked paths in 2024 and bless us despite who we really are as we give you the glory in 2024. In Jesus' name.